your favorite fat boys. Everybody's favorite fat boy, Jerron. Stefan, aka Mayhem, aka Mr. Big Payback, aka you gonna pay what you owe. <laughs> and we need it now. What's that? What's that uh that slogan? That cash money thing. JG Wentworth. Yes. <laughs> I need cash now. I need cash now. What's that Rick Ross song? With my money. With my money, I need, I need cash. So we're gonna talk about today a couple of the episodes from Atlanta. For the, just the third season, right? Yeah, yeah. Third, the third season. season, a couple of episodes that they've, what uh, we watched over the, like the last few months here. Some really good episodes. Uh, one dealing with they did like pass, I guess, reparations, and so black people would get money from the white ancestors, descendants of slaves, descendants owners. of slaves, slave owners. So we gonna we gonna tap into that and talk about a couple episodes uh, from there too, and what's been going on. Oh, so I had a, a recent hospital stay. I took my vacation for the year. Right, yeah, that, that's what you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, I was in there for a whole week. So on May 5th, I went in for a uh, a right heart cath- catheter test. And what that is is that they were checking the pressures in my heart to see how much, out, much blood output my heart was pumping throughout my body. And the numbers did not look good to them, so that they went ahead and admitted me to the hospital. And they took off about 16 pounds of fluid. So I went there, I was weighing like around like 204 pounds and then I left out weighing about 188 pounds. So we're going to start calling the podcast your favorite used to be fat boy and the other fat guy. <laughs> it's a mouthful, but we'll make it work. That's a, that's a long ass title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to have to be the new uh, name because I ain't fat no more. I mean, you still fat. Yeah. But I'm out of shape. <laughs> Right. Let's call it what it is. I'm out of shape. So, but if shape was, if round was a shape, I'd be in shape. Oh, see, there you go. That's how you got to flip it. So, I wasn't feeling bad when I went in. It's just a routine, almost a routine, but it's a test of my heart doctor, doctor had ordered for me uh, to get on the transplant list. So, with during my stay, we're still not on the list, but we're we're, we're closer than what we'll be for. I did sign off of some paperwork with the kidney part of the transplant for them to start the evaluation process with that and to when it when it comes available when the kidney comes available the always come available i can turn them down based on the history of the person who who are who's donating per se so that's some that's going the right direction and with the the, the knowledge they have in my heart they see that you know it's it's, it's in a weak state it, ha- it always has been uh for quite some time so i think i saw dialysis i think it's gotten also has gotten weaker because the fact that I had uh, pneumonia and blood clots as well. So they're thinking like, you know, we pulled just some fluid off, it should be good. We pulled up quite a bit of fluid off, gave me some new heart medication, because at one point they were thinking about sending me home on a uh, IV medication doubt that be, there'd be like another tube in my chest. And I had some, some kind of device attack or separate from me, but it'd be, I had to have it with me all the time, so it keep pumping the medicine. Fucking you know. $6 million man over here. Right, but nobody won't, get, nobody won't give me no money, though. 
but they want to keep charging me for shit. So that's where we at now. And I feel a whole lot better. Just like I have a lot more energy now, and I didn't know that I had that. I was carrying that much fluid, and I could just tell a difference. You know, with every moving that. So keep the fluid off. You know, enjoy the summer. I, 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 like I don't mind the heat now. Um, it's like the first or the second hot day so far in Baltimore. So right. um, I've been out and about. I ain't turned my air on because one, the gas is really high. So it's like I roll the windows down and just as long as I, as long as I can keep driving with the air, get some breeze, I'm good. So I've been doing that. And uh, we're ready to get you know the podcast up and you know keep up, you know, keep going with that. We got some uh, episodes planned for Fat Adventures coming soon. And got some more appointments coming up. What's we, what's, what's we got going on stuff? Anything new in your world? Nope. <laughs> you going to Detroit again? You going, you going to Michigan again? I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but everybody want, oh, and let me, let me, let me get this, this lemon right now. Since uh, I forgot, someone brought it up to me. This podcast not, is not intentionally made to make y'all feel sad. I'm just giving y'all updates what's going on with my health because I need an outlet. The story behind that is, is a colleague of mine, he asked about the podcast, so I directed him to it. And he said, you know, in the beginning, he was laughing with it, you know, because of the jokes and the, the entertainment value. But then it, he went into an episode where Jerome was talking about his health issues and it made him sad. <laughs> so I told Jerome, you need to stop making motherfuckers sad with his health updates. <laughs> So, you know, I just look at this like, does not make anybody feel sorry for me or make them feel sad. Yes, I'm going through a lot, but I'm, I've always, I'm always, I'm going to try to be positive, upbeat. It could be worse. I don't want to get to what is worse. <laughs> so, you know, please enjoy the, you know, our segments, our podcasts, and just know that I'm doing, I, uh, you know, as long as I can do this. And if I, if you don't hear from for a while, we doing good. So. Not and tell stuff I'll tell you further, otherwise, right? Yeah, I'll give an update if he did, right? So, uh, but also, I want to give a shout out to you know my support system. I, you know, thanks to Stefan for doing this with me and you know, having some having him being there by my side, not physically, but just like be able to talk to when I'm in, when I'm in the hospital. I appreciate my my friend Mike, Tiffany, Dominique, Jasmine. That's those are my close friends who I always reach out to and they, you know, keep me positive, keep be my spirits up. Whenever I have a, a lengthy stay in the hospital, it's becoming more and more like, well, it has become, it is getting to the point where like, okay, these, the hospital stays are like not just like two or three days. Now it's like, I'll keep you for a week, maybe a week and some days. I still don't get to the point where it's like weeks to a month because I would go stir crazy and stuff how to break me out. All I know is I'm telling. Telling who? Address and Harold wasn't on that list. I'm telling. I mean, they giving. That's a given. That's a given. Parents, my parents are very, very supportive of, you know, of my... Her wasn't on that list. I'm telling. <laughs> my, mother, my mom and dad are very, very supportive, and they have been there for me, shit, from the start of this, from when I was 15, so, with, with kidney disease. So, I don't I don't take them for granted. I appreciate them so much, because I don't know really what kind of mind state I would be if I didn't have them, because when I go to these appointments... And I don't understand something. I do ask, like, can you break this down, you know, explain this to me. But my mom is there as an advocate to, you know, make sure I get the right treatment. And this is, the, this is everything's, you know, in my best interest. Right. She speaks up for me a lot. And she's, she's claiming that, you know, I'm your advocate. I'm going to be there for you. And they do love for people to be there. They want to see what kind of support system you have. Because they're going to get these organs to you. Then it's like, 
okay. They don't want you to fuck them up. Yeah, like, who's gonna be there to kind of cheer for you and root you, cheer for you, and push you to right. make sure you're taking your medicines and all that? Feeling like a waste. Yeah, exactly. So my dad, me, my mom and dad were taking turns. My mom recently retired, and so my dad he's working from home. So he'll if he used to go to the appointment, but now he kind of just he just focuses on working from home and you know taking care of his business and everything. So he hasn't gone to the appointments per se, but he's been when I've I had to stay, he's been there. And well, they recently let people come in the hospital now. Beforehand, I was by myself. Yeah, you know, COVID thing is a yeah, thing. Yeah, COVID still a thing, so because I got tested for COSA, COSA, COVID, MRSA, and he tested me for something else too. I think tuberculosis. That sounds about right. Yeah, so he tested me for that. Everything came back negative. Diseases. Yeah, everything came back negative, thank goodness. But yeah, it, you know, it's it's starting, I guess, to come back to just some normalcy with the with people coming into the hospital, I guess. You know, beforehand, you're going to have that course, so. And anybody who watches the, the you know our podcast, listen to them, subscribe to the channel. Thank you is always appreciated. So to the thirty-seven other folks out there, thirty-eight <laughs> might, might might get thirty-nine or forty one day, but you know until then, you know keep on trying to uh, you know share it and push it on your friends and everything. It'd be helping you if you advertise sometimes too. I do all the other work. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I ain't got to argue for that yet. Right, that's what I'm saying. I got to be the street team, too. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Oh, boy. So, but I don't know. My spurs are up. Stefan's always in a good mood, so. Did they get you down nine times? Not really. I don't care enough about stuff for it to bring me down. <laughs> when you were younger, did you think the big things that got you down a little bit? Oh, when I was younger, I was an angsty, angry motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> And now I got a pervasive personality disorder. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just diagnose yourself. <laughs> I'm okay. So, yeah, well, because of my pervasive personality disorder, I don't much care about shit. What else we got going on? Oh, so let's talk about uh, Atlanta here. So go ahead and uh, talk about the, uh, the the bit payback episode. So apparently the government passed a law that said black people now, the descendants of slaves would be getting paid reparations from the descendants of slave owners. And so said black people just having a who going into people's houses, who are the descendants of slave owners and just pretty much claiming everything is theirs. White folks now paying out reparations straight out of their paycheck. I mean, the episode was just ridiculous on so many levels. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was. So my question to the audience and to, and to you, would, would the episode pitched how reparations work? Do you think that would work in the real world? Well, the thing about it is, is that we don't really need the episode's idea of how reparations would work because we already know how reparations would work because America has done it. Mm -hmm. They did it for the Japanese Americans that they had interned during World Right. They signed the Civil Liberties Act in 19... Reagan signed the Civil Liberties Act in 1988, which gave reparations to the families of the and the intern folks during World War II. So we know how it would look. I mean, there'd be some government spending. They would get some money. Said all of the folks that were in the intern camps that got con convicted on criminal charges for, you know, like running away and stuff like that, all of that was explained and they were pardoned. Mm -hmm. So we know how reparations would look. Because the way that they show it in the show is that we look at the direct descendants of these slave owners and then we start taking their money. But that would be a small number of people paying to a large group of folks. Because if you look at the number of slave owners 
in the South during that time, during slavery time, it wasn't nearly as many as the rest of the white population. Hmm. And then a lot of these descendants of slave owners probably don't have any money. <laughs> and I want my money. <laughs> <laughs> so take it from the government who got my money. <laughs> right. So the what is it? Yeah. You, Damn, that that's, that fucks me up a little bit. Right, I mean, it's a nice little thing piece, especially the way that they did it. But it would probably work more like the way the Chappelle show did it, where the government just handed out checks. Oh, okay, yeah, that was a lot easier. Yeah, pull, pull up in the pull up in the new the Newport truck. Right. See, but in see, I understand why they did it that way in Atlanta because the effect of slavery and the and the payment of reparations is felt by the populace at large instead right. of the big faceless government giving out checks. Yeah, I, I was looking at it and was thinking that this could maybe work, especially when they had the, the, the scene towards the end where the guy was like, how much you want to contribute this time or what are you down for? Yeah. It's like, you know, 5, 10 or 15 percent, something like yeah. that. So how much percentage of that check that they're contributing towards reparation payments. Right. So it just maybe it makes me ask the question then is like, because I guess you can go, you can ask a bunch of many different questions here when looking at the episode. How much people getting paid? What is just looking like? You know, how many times we doing it once a month? We doing it every pay period. You know, is there some agreements and things like that? How much can a person ask for? So, yeah, the, the idea behind it was that you want the people who have benefited from slavery and from the discrimination, the governmental institutions of slavery, to feel the effects of now having to pay back that stuff. Because, again, what, again, like I said, with the government giving it, the people who have benefited from it don't feel the effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't. But they don't. They don't feel the effects of it. But life for them is low. Is a lot easier, right? So I mean, you know, they they probably be more accepting of the fact that you know people are getting paid reparations when it doesn't come directly from them. No, granted, that's probably not true because you know we have people screaming about what their taxes going to illegal immigrants and shit. But but now we'll say with this with this method that the people who have benefited from the racist system in America now have to feel the effects. That paying people back from from that racist system has on them personally. Hmm. So I can dig it, but from a logistical standpoint, it definitely wouldn't work. Well, do you think it will even have happen with us that we'll get reparations one day in our lifetime? I mean, some states have introduced bills to pay reparations. I have to look up exa- uh, remember exactly. I know North Carolina. I know North Carolina recently passed one. I can think. I know that off the top of my head, North Carolina passed one. I, was, I don't know when it went. When it will go yeah. into effect, but they, <coughs> but from a full federal <coughs> government spot, I no, we do not have enough people in Congress who support it for it to pass anytime soon. Yeah, no shady motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, we got some shady motherfuckers, and then we got a whole political party full of shady motherfuckers. So yeah, and. It, it would never pass anytime soon. Yeah, because I know this is a hot topic for a quick second during the what the twenty twenty election. Yeah. yeah, it seemed like it was a hot topic, that, and everybody was chipping in saying we need we need this billion of dollars, we need this much money. Every household gets this much money, and it's like, it sounded good, but I'm like, this is never going to happen. Like this yeah. is never happen right now for this, you know. And the thing about it is, you know, the, the sad part about it never going to happen is the fact that we know that it can't. Mm-hmm. We've seen the American government say, because part of the Civil Liberties Act was the current president at the time had to give a formal apology 
from the federal government to the Japanese Americans that were. And we even got that. Right. <laughs> so, so we so that's the thing about it is that you know, yeah, it seems unlikely to happen, but we know that the government is capable of doing it. So they're really just saying fuck us now. A little bit. <laughs> just a smidge. Uh, you gotta you gotta love America. Yeah, you know, it's, and there's a whole group of the native population who were genocided <laughs> and put on reservations. So yeah, and they got some semblance of reparations as well. Mm-hmm. You know? So we know that the United States government can do it, but for whatever reason, they really don't like black folks. <laughs> they, they, they got out for us, and it seems like they. And it seems like I, my, my, I'm not theory. I'm not a conspiracy theory person. Yeah, please don't. I had to slap you. <laughs> <laughs> However, I told you this the other day, a while ago. I do believe in some crazy, crazy, crazy way that whoever implemented a lot of these laws or these 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 rules and this way of thinking to want to start slavery, I guess start slavery and have it the way it has affected blacks in America for so long, even blacks in, in Africa, it seems like they would have they had to come from the future to, to, to strike, you know, to conjure up this, this diabolical plan and put it in place in the past to make sure it followed through. I mean, well, the thing about it is that they wouldn't have to come from the future. They would just look to the past. Slavery has existed in human history since humans decided to build civilization. It sure. is so much cheaper when you got free labor. <laughs> Keyword being that cheap. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so much, it's so much cheaper to build up your civilization when you got free labor. So we'll pay you, this was the advertisement back <laughs> in when they built the pyramids. We'll uh, pay you in rocks and gravel. <laughs> Two meals a day. That's optional. Optional that we'll give it to you. You know, you do it. You do it. You come when you, you come to work early or and you leave when you want to. Or we enslave you and you just do what we tell you to do with these whips and chains. So you ain't got many options. <laughs> <laughs> so again. What's the first one again? <laughs> so, so nobody needed to come from the future to see that. I mean, the, the thing about it is, is that with, you know, with America is that it was it was extremely profitable. But this the thing this thing that I was that lingers in my mind too is that it's so diabolical that could you come up with a different a evil different plot that would last hundreds of years? I mean, sure you could. I mean, you could be nicer to make this to make the slavery last longer. But the fact of the matter is you want to keep the system in play for as long as you can because again, profit. And then the fact that now that I am I have the system in play, I'm making a lot of money, I need to keep the public's view that the system is good. So now I have to denigrate this entire group of people based on their skin color just so that the public at large will think that the system makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, slavery didn't wasn't caused by racism. Racism was caused by because of slavery. Right. We was all good and we was all fine and dandy until they started. You know, somebody said, "Hey, enslave that motherfucker over there." They say, "Oh, and now we said we need to make sure that the public goes along with it." Yeah, these motherfuckers. They they're not intelligent. They're gonna rape all of your your wives and kids. They're gonna rob you. They're gonna murder you. Right, so you know they're they're godless. They need to be enslaved because this is just our godly duty to civilize these people. And Jesus is white. Might as well be. You <laughs> <laughs> know the Bible says the man had was had skins of skin of bronze and hair of wool. 
Yeah, and again, you, know, you got to manipulate all, all factors of life to, yeah. you know, to make the justify. You got to be 10 steps ahead and be 10 more steps ahead of that. So, again, yeah, it definitely didn't come from the future. Mm. But, just, 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 some, just some talk me stuff on have every now and then. Yeah, but and, you know, back to you know the Atlanta episode. Well, I got one more question for you. Okay. What will, if we did get reparations? What would be a, an amount that you would want that you think would satisfy your uh, your, your angst and getting pains over the years of being black? <laughs> not not just being black, but being black and growing up in the ghetto. Oh yeah, you. So know. you know you got to tack on the tax. Quick Avenue, neutral. <laughs> 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 You gotta you gotta tack on a tax for the fact that I had to grow up in 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 poverty. There you go. I mean, the only thing is like it would weird for me is because I don't need a lot of money to exist. Mm-hmm. So that that has been my thing. I, mean, I, I guess I think growing up in poverty by the fact that I don't need a lot of money to exist. But yeah, just let me a couple hundred stacks. <laughs> a couple hundred, a couple hundred, you know, hundred, two hundred stacks. Yeah. I'll be good. Yeah, I, I, I'll be good with $200,000. Yeah, a, one, a one-time injection like $100,000 is enough to change anybody's life. Yeah, but Especially you can't, somebody who doesn't have it. Yeah, but you can't match $10,000. You ain't going to be able to match 100000 This is absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely true. That's why so many people who win the Mega Millions of Lottery go broke after a couple years. Yeah. Because, I, 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 yeah, that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. But um, I think for me, yeah, 200000 I was out. I, I, I want uh, what's the word? I want some added benefits to my shit. Oh, okay. I want to pay taxes. I want free health care. Cause the fact that what what, what burns oh, me you up, you ain't gonna get free health care off of no motherfucking reparations. Well, you know what? White yeah. folks in America ain't even got free health care. They fucking ain't just gonna randomly give it to black folks because of reparations. Get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. I'm gonna stop that line of logic right now. <laughs> well, look, look, hospitals make a fuck ton of money, and the pharmaceutical companies make a fuck ton of money and I have health insurance, but it burns me up when I get a bill because like we're going to pay this. You pay this. My check is this. Why I got to pay for this? That is a completely different thing. <laughs> you standing in the same line with all the folks in America. <laughs> they ain't got nothing to do with it. They ain't got nothing to do with reparations. You, you said regular ass Americans who... Make good pay, can't even get free health care. This is true. <laughs> so they definitely ain't giving it to anybody else. So I guess, well, let me stare back on the reparation part. Yeah, I can use 200000 and I'm glad I'm a little, I'm a, I'm a little older and mature now, because I would probably, you give me 200000 I would pay off any debt I had, and probably just sit on it just for emergencies. I can't see myself take, that's not even a lot of money ready to invest in anything right now. Like, if anything I did, if I were to invest in something, I would, I don't know, maybe like a launch mat. Maybe buy a parking garage. Something that would bring some money in. Right. You know, they would not would not require a whole lot of maintenance and uh, a lot of my energy to make sure to stay afloat. I won't start no business because they have to be there all day long and make sure right. they're yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So I wouldn't do nothing like Commitment. that. Yeah. But you gave me $200,000, like 22, 23, I got a Rolex. I definitely would got a, uh, some kind of some fast car and a white woman. So, hey. <laughs> I mean, I kind of thought the white woman was implied. <laughs> I I didn't need to add it into my reparations. I just thought that was <laughs> like you mentioned your sister about the yo the white girl you got in your life. <laughs> that was implied. <laughs> oh, it was coming with whether she wanted to or not. That's slavery. Then we back 
get it again. Fair is fair. Fair is fair. Yeah, but taxes, I don't pay that shit either. Even though y'all didn't give me money back at the end of the year, I don't pay. Well, I can pay the whole. I don't want to pay the, the whole year while I go out. Uh, I guess it's the federal. It's the yeah, the federal taxes. See, I'm okay with federal taxes. Fuck state taxes. <laughs> so, but Baltimore is doing you know a lot with the money they got come. Well, some of the projects coming in. We touched on that in the last two episodes. So, go listen to that. You want to talk about the great the great of Baltimore? But what else uh, happened in Atlanta? Rich Wigger, poor Wigger. That was a good episode. Touch on that one. Oh, I mean, that was just the entire idea of you know, a biracial guy who looks closer to white, who is using that the fact that he looks close to white to gain benefit from the system. Mm-hmm. But then this whole world got turned upside down when he come to the you know the realization that being black would have been beneficial for him, but he's never been black his entire life, so it kind of fucked him up. So he should he should have accepted the fact that he was black. Right. Okay. Because, you know, the idea is, you know, some big entrepreneur comes into a school, his high school, and says, oh, for the entire graduating class, we're going to pay your tuition to go to any school you want to go to. And everybody's cheering and happy, only if you're black. That was a good ad. That was one of the best parts of the episode. He was like, I'm paying for everybody. And they're like, yeah, yeah, whoa, we're going to college, yeah, whoa, we're going to free tuition, whoa. Yeah, only if you're black. And it was like... <laughs> That you saw their souls get snatched right. from their bodies. Especially, you know, especially this character that we're focusing on because of the fact that he is very much black. Because traditionally he has, you know, biracial parents, his father's black. But he has only been identifying as white. One, because of the lightness of his skin. Two, the friends that he hangs out with and just his mannerisms. None of it is what you would traditionally call or maybe stereotypically call black. Right, yeah. And so... The person who was giving out the money, they are given auditions that so anybody can be considered black. But you have to answer these questions. And he goes in and he thinks he's got in a nutshell. His father is black. Yeah. But, you know, they're answering the questions and then they tell him, like, yo, you ain't black. And like, my father's black. But he's like, you haven't lived the black experience. You've been coasting on the fact that you were very close to white. I think that's a, and I think that's a tough pill for anyone in that same situation. To, you know, to kind of to swallow, right? Because probably people out here who are you know in the same situation, they're like, "Well, I'm not something about the black people, I'm not something about white people." You know, I look more black, but I look, or I look more white, and you know, you're trying to find a place to fit in. Yeah, and the fact was, you know, that he definitely looked more white, and he was coasting on that based off mm-hmm. of the amount of the friends that he had hung out with, his girlfriend, every everybody around him was white. And it, it, one thing the episode pointed out too that I thought was really what was I'm glad to touched on it was when we get something or in the episode they got something that was beneficial towards them they were some hating ass motherfuckers oh yeah <laughs> they was hating hard so, you know, yeah, can we can we file something for racial discrimination <laughs> right and they talking shit like you know they, they already go to school for free what more do they want and it was like well god it makes you think like huh. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how people will talk about us behind closed doors. Oh, I mean, I can I can guarantee because yeah. I've known some white folks who that's their very thought. If there's, especially if you think of affirmative action mm-hmm. when that was going through, oh, now that you know they're getting all these opportunities just because they're a minority, just because they're black. It's like, you know, why can't it be based off of merit? It's only people only concerned about it being based off of merit when you single people out. But but if you only ever 
choose one particular demographic, then how you how do you know if anybody else has merit? Message. So that was interesting. And I know that goes behind closed doors. You know, not saying every white person does that because we don't know what, what every white person does. Right. So, but I'm pretty sure those conversations have happened. So, and I mean, again, I know for a fact that they have. I've talked to some people. Yeah, they, they you know, they, 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 they say some shit, you know. And, yeah, and I've had white people having conversations when they didn't know that a black person was in the room. <laughs> and then you get to really know what they think. <laughs> Like how you gonna say, ah, oh, goddamn, I can't stand these niggas. <laughs> not, not and you he in the back just chilling. Not realizing the black person that's in the room and they get to say what they really think. Yeah. So but Atlanta is a really good show. This season is really good. I didn't think I would like it. Based on like the maybe like the first first couple episodes, they, they weren't as funny as I was expecting to be from that first season. But it's got me to, it got me thinking, got me looking up stuff and researching and things yeah, like that. It's definitely so, far more poignant than it is yes, funny. Yes. And they and they are taking from world events that have happened and you know implement them into the season because like the, like the guy did the entrepreneur did when he spoke to the college I mean to the high school and said they got he paid for their tuitions I forgot the man's name but that actually happened to the, at the HBCU yeah um, he recently did that like maybe like two years ago two or three years ago yeah he um paid for everybody's uh yeah paid the tuition yeah the remaining the remaining balances of what they owe for college so. He didn't say the end, only if you're black. Because he's already, he's already at HBC, HBCU, so. So most folks are probably already black. Yeah, so. Uh, but then what was, that was a good episode. And then, what was the name of that one? Oh, New Jazz. When he, uh, when Al had took a took an edible and he, had, he went on his weird trip. Self-discovery? Is that what you want? That what yeah, you that's want? definitely what it was. It was definitely a trip of self-discovery. Yeah, and then he ended up meeting uh, Liam Nelson as himself. Liam, Liam Neeson. Liam yeah. Neeson. Well, I say Nelson. That's the wrong character. That definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> he met him at the bar, and he was actually playing himself. And they actually went over the event that happened to him when he said that. Yeah, I think it was a 2019 interview that he had where he told you know the interviewer that one of his friends had been raped by a black guy, and his only thought was he just wanted to find any, you know any black guy and just beat him up. Yeah, and he got a lot of flack for that, of course, because of what he said. And I think it, I don't, I can't say it was taken out of context or not. But it's like I understand what he, what he, I understand what he, that he, the feeling he had. Right. Yeah. I mean, the context was there. He was a young guy, a black person, raped his friend, and now he has a vendetta against all black people. Everybody does it. When a said a woman cuts you off on the road, you don't think specifically that woman is a problem. You will at the time, but now you kind of wear all women driving cars. <laughs> Because a woman cuts you off. Oh, here come this bitch. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, again, it happens all the time. And, you know, it's just the fact that I guess, the, you know, he admitted that in a later age so that, you know, he was catching some flack for it. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, everybody does that. And, you're, you know, it's definitely a racist ideology. But you know, he's a young guy. And as long as, you know, we know he doesn't think that way now, then it's, you know, all right. Yeah. He's, he's saved, he's, I won't say he's not saved the world, but he's entertained us enough. You know, I, I think that we've, well, I didn't really, when he said it, I, I, I didn't hold nothing against him, really. Yeah, I think the point, the more poignant fact that they pointed out and that they made is that how he, they talk about it, and he's like, you know, I'm a younger man. And he's like, well, you know, you know, at least you, at least you learn from it, at least you've grown as a person. And he says, you know, the good thing about being in white is, you don't have to unless you want to. 
because society is still always behind you, regardless of whether or not you've you've grown from being a racist bigot. Exactly. Exactly. And I was just looking stuck on stupid, like, like mind blown. Right. It's true though. Like, how many how many times have I mean, look at the number of racist ass politicians that we have who just continue to be racist and people still vote for them. What's that? What's the Mick? What's the name? Mitt Conley? Mitt Romney? Mitt, no. No, Mitch McConnell. Yeah, Mitch McConnell. If he ain't more racist than I don't know what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Like, he keep getting voted for Kentucky and done shit for Kentucky. <laughs> right. So, again, that's the thing about it is, yeah, sure, you could probably grow as a person, but being white, and especially in a society that favors your skin color, you don't actually have to. No. You don't have to learn a lesson. And I think that, that's the, like, that's the, the saddest thing, but it's the it's like the most truthful thing at the same time. Cause like, well damn, you keep on doing what you're doing and then like as long as you smile and be like, you know, do you know, you put out a movie or uh, you put out another album out, whatever you do, and it's like, you know, that oh, we forgive him, we forget. You know, he didn't really mean it. But then you keep doing the same behavior over and over again. It's like, well that ain't gotta show you one time who he really is, so but just one of those things that's like you gotta keep your eye on the white folk. Keep the man still out there lurking. <laughs> so again, this thing, you know, as as a white person, you have the benefit of not having any actual personal growth <laughs> because the system still favors you. Because I I seen a, it was a sports broadcaster. I think I think I think Stephen A. Smith said this, and I'm paraphrasing. He said that you know, black people when they come to work, it's their responsibility. You know, they don't want to, but it's their responsibility to, to represent for everybody that's not there in the room. You know, yeah, and white people only got to represent for themselves. Yeah. Oh, I'm not racist, but Jim here. <laughs> but See, black people, we 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 know we that one black person that's in the, you know in that, in that room, they got they represent for everybody there. Unfortunately, because you going because we have the answer to yeah, we, we not as an answer to, but we're, we're speaking up or speaking for all those that are not there. Yeah, especially if you're in a situation that is you know predominantly white people. Yeah. So. It was, you know, when I get when I get back into the workforce, I will I want I want to be in a, in a mix, uh, you know, of everybody, not just white supervisors and but it's a, it's a whole lot of black people and you know under them and things like that. Like I want to see a good mix of everybody diversity because y'all pitch it, yeah, talk y'all talk a good talk a good game about it. We need to see it more, right? You know, not just talk about it and say you know diversity, inclusion, all this other stuff. Like okay, like be about it, like. Promote somebody that deserves it and that's the minority, black woman, whatever, and, you know, see what they take the company. Yeah, I mean, not to get derailed, but we can already see this situation. Look at Katanji Jackson Brown. Yeah. One of the most qualified people to ever get nominated for the Supreme Court and caught a whole lot of flack because he was a black woman. <laughs> so, again, regardless, we... we that's, that's a whole nother topic for a whole so, nother day. So yeah, even when even when you know people say, "Hey, we want to show diversity," and then you try to show diversity, you are gonna get pushed back. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's so true. So the moral of the story is: watch Atlanta. <laughs> it's a good season, and I can't wait for season four. Right, they should turn with that one. It's definitely, definitely thought provoking this season. Yeah. So, so that's the show. And as always, you can check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify. And don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, like, comment, and share. Peace out. Peace.